Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we look at some of the headlines from the end times, and we'll go to Alaska to learn about God's wonderful creation. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is here each day bringing clarity to the chaos on the radio, online, and on our daily podcast. Don't miss a moment. Subscribe to our Watchmen on the Wall podcast or simply download our SWRC mobile app. And if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, hello, we're glad you're here. Make sure you get your new listener pack. It's free and it's our way of saying welcome to Watchmen on the Wall. The latest issue of the Prophetic Observer newsletter and a free gift are included. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 and request your free new listener pack today. Now let's join our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and his guest, Dr. Joe Martin, on a journey to Alaska to explore the amazing animals God has created. Romans 1 tells us that fallen sinners are suppressing the truth of God, which is evident everywhere in God's creation. The Apostle Paul says that we are therefore without excuse. Friends, we are visiting with Dr. Joe Martin. We're talking about his 58-minute DVD, Amazing Animals of Alaska. Indeed, God's marvelous creation renders fallen man without excuse. This DVD will detail that for the viewer. We will see how marvelous God's creation really is presented in a very attractive video format. Excellent for home viewing, Sunday school, youth retreats, and so on. Dear friend Job, thank you so much for being on the show once again. Pastor Larry, it's good to be back with you and hear your voice. It sounds like you're doing pretty good. Well, I must say the photography, the guest speakers that you have on as as resource people, it's all very well done. The drone footage of humpback whales is powerful. I'm, I'm amazed at how wonderful this presentation is. It's already won seven film festival awards, things like Best Documentary, Best Director, Best Documentary Cinematography, Best Creation Animal Film. It's getting a lot of awards out there. Actually, it's one of three. This is the third one, the last one, on Alaska, under this God's Living Treasures. They all have won awards, so it's just God. It's His grace. It's His glory. It's our Creator wanting people to know, you know what? I am the Creator, the Lord Jesus, and therefore I have the right to be the Savior. So we give God the glory. Amen. Amen. Well, the bald eagle on the video was captive bred. What a beautiful bird. Tell us a little bit about the 1,500 adjustable feathers and so on and so forth. The eagle doesn't have vocal cords, but it does produce a call. Tell us how God worked all of that out. I'm glad we have the eagle as our national bird. I mean, back then when they were trying to decide, I think it was Ben Franklin suggested, or maybe he was the one who said, no, we need the eagle, but somebody wanted to have the wild turkey, (laughs) which is a beautiful bird too. But the eagle, they have incredible eyesight. They can focus each eye on different things at the same time, and their brain will compute what they want to do about all that. They can see from like a 1,000 feet up. They can see a rabbit. They can see a fish near the surface of the water, like a salmon or something. They can dive at 100 miles per hour and bang, grab that thing. They've got these talons 
like big claws on the end of their feet. They get to be up two inches long. Some people say that their feet are so strong with those talons that they can actually puncture a tractor tire. You see people that are bird handlers, they'll have that heavy, heavy leather glove yes. on their arm. Uh-huh. That's really to kind of protect them from what these birds can do. But yeah, that eagle, that one's Liberty. That's a female that we filmed with Mark Dumas. It's the same man that has the grizzly bear that we mm. have on volume two and the, and the polar bear and a lot of things about them. I was with both of those bears too. When we look at that eagle and you look at its feet, It looks like scales and those yellow feet. So the evolutionists tell us, well, the birds came from reptiles. And part of the evidence is, look, look, those birds, they've got scales on their feet and legs. But the thing of it is, those aren't scales. They're called scoots or scutes. Mm. Scales, their origin is in the epidermis, the outside layer of the skin, whereas scoots come from deep down in the skin. They're nothing. There is absolutely no relationship Mm, between scoots and scales. Whether you look at it biologically, histologically, physiologically, morphologically, functionally, zero. But the evolutionists, they just don't have much evidence. So they'll pick things like that, and then you take a little look at it. Yeah, that does look like scales. Maybe the Mm. birds did come from reptiles. They did not come from reptiles. God made birds. He tells us right there in Genesis chapter 1. Wow, what wonderful truth. And of course, when the eagle is soaring, thermal currents are doing the work. So Isaiah forty thirty one, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar. That's speaking about you and me and all of God's children. Well, amen. Yeah, that word there has the idea of exchange. They exchange. We're to exchange our strength for the Lord's strength. And when we do... We are invincible in his power. Yeah, they have, these eagles have a lot, about 7,000 and some feathers, but about 1,500 of them, they have individual muscles and nerves going to them. Mm. So let's say they're up there soaring, and the thermal does all the work. It's holding them up, and it looks like they aren't doing anything up there. They're just kind of holding their wings out, and here they go. But if the wind would change a little bit over the leading feather, well, then they might lift that leading feather, or the leading edge feather on their wing. They might lift it like three degrees, turn it one degree wow. to get the air current like they want. Well, that throws it off on all the other feathers. So now they have to adjust all those feathers. It looks like they're not doing anything, but the thermal's doing all the hard work of holding them up. They're just helping out a little bit. You know, that's kind of like here you have Peter in prison, and that angel comes. And the chains fall off, and the angel says to Peter, Peter, put your sandals on. And you're thinking, wait a minute. I mean, if the angel can make the (laughs) chains fall off, why can't he make the sandals go on? Well, there's some things only God can do, like with the eagle, that thermal. It holds it up, but then there's some things he expects us to do. And I think one of those things is put our faith and trust in Jesus, our Creator and our Redeemer as our Savior. Amen to that. Well, that's so true. But you talk about the seasons in Alaska. The orbit of the Earth is elliptical, and our Earth is also tilted. So I know that in Alaska, the winter months have very little sunlight, just a few hours, 
and it's kind of a dull, dim light, like an early morning light. But now tell us about the seasons in Alaska and how God has engineered his creatures to withstand the extremes of temperature, like 50 or 60 below zero. These animals had to be specifically designed for where they live. God had all that thought up before he ever made a single one of them. And he knew exactly what they were going to need. He knew what information they needed in their genes to grow the right kind of hair or the right kind of feathers or have the right kind of fat under the skin or the right kind of hair. Like a, a sea otter doesn't have any fat under its skin. It relies on its hair. So he knew all of that before he ever did any of that. And so it's like you're thinking, what kind of a genius is our Lord? He didn't have anything to start with. There's no way to think about that. But he created everything out of nothing. He tells us that. Then also, as a creationist, I used to be an evolutionist. And I became a creationist by studying these various irreducible complexity-type things that creatures have and realize, you know what? We had to evolve with all our parts. You can't have a partially evolved anything or it doesn't work. Right. So the evolutionists have no answer for that. They don't have any answer for where information comes from that's in the DNA. Because, like, these animals have information that makes them be able to live at 50 below zero and 100 mile per hour wind, and they don't freeze up. And it's like even, I think on one of this volume, I think it was volume two, we talk about the reindeer, the caribou. Mm. It can be in snow up under its belly, and it can be 40 below zero, but it shuts off. It turns the thermostat down in its legs and uses the heat to keep its heart and brain warm. Mm -hmm. How does it do that? Well, it's a countercurrent and all that, but the fact is God made provision in all these animals for this cold weather. Yeah. You talk about the puffin. Isn't that a bird that can drink salt water and their bodily mechanisms remove the salt so they don't die? Yeah, it sure can. It can drink salt water. So what does God do about that? Like if we drank salt water, we'd be dead. It drinks salt water. And then it has these two little desalination factories, little factories above its eyes that take the salt out of the blood and then it excretes or it gets rid of salt crystals out from above its eyes in these little desalination factories. Mm. How many animals have desalination factories? (laughs) Well, there's some of them do, some lizards do, different Mm. ones, Mm. but these birds that live in the sea and drink the seawater, they have ways God made to get the salt out of there so it doesn't kill them, which is really, and you know the puffin also, Sailors call them the clown of the sea Hmm. because they really have this very beautiful beak. Yes. But in the mating season, the colors take on some things with ultraviolet light so that if, like another puffin, let's say a female, sees this male, and his beak is just radiating these colors, the other puffin can see ultraviolet light. We can't. That. Oh, we have to have oh. a black light to see ultraviolet light. We don't do that naturally, but these puffins do. So that, like, the male can attract the female if his beak is just really glowing really nicely. But then after the mating season, all of that goes away. Hmm. And so it's kind of a 
brownish, grayish colored bill the rest of the year? How do all those things happen? You know, only God can do that. It's just amazing. By the way, that puffin can carry, some of the researchers say, it can carry 40 or 50 little fish in its beak at yeah. the same time. Yes, I've seen pictures. Yeah, just hanging out of the beak, they can open their beak and they don't all fall out. What's going on? <laughs> well, on the top beak, underneath the top beak, there's these little things called denticles that stick down and kind of aim backwards like little tiny spurs, and it has a very strong tongue, and it will take its tongue, catch a little minnow of some kind, take its tongue and cram it up there, and it'll hook into those things so it can't get out. But its jaw doesn't open and close like most birds. It's almost like it goes straight up and down, not like on a hinge axis, like mm. our jaws, like right. on a hinge axis ball joint. It can open it straight up and down so that it can put more and more and more minnows in there, but it doesn't drop the ones it already has in there. Wow. So that's just fascinating. There's another seabird about the same size up there in Alaska. It's called a murre, M-U-R-R-E. It only catches one fish at a time. So you have two birds about the same size, and one of them can catch multiples. The other can only catch one. And like the murre, well, it's the same thing with the puffin. They can, like, fly underwater. They use their wings like fins, and it looks like they're flying when you watch mm. them under the water. Then you see them in the air, looks like the same thing. Wow. So they can dive as much as 250 feet or even a little more than that under the ocean. I mean, if we went down there 250 feet and came right back up, we'd probably have a problem. But they don't. God made them that way. The thing that's really amazing, isn't it the shape of the MERS eggs are sort of conical so they don't roll off a cliff because they're on cliffs with maybe a foot, and if they were round, they'd just roll off and the egg, the bird inside would die. So aren't they specially built for being born on cliffs? They don't build a nest. They lay one egg a year on those cliffs that right. come right up out of the ocean, right, right straight up out of the ocean, these rock cliffs. There's lots of them up there in Alaska. So they'll find a, a flat rock, and they'll lay their egg on the rock. Well, as many as 20 birds might lay their eggs within a very small, if they find a flat rock, they all want to be there. Right. Well, what's going to happen <laughs> if some bird comes, they're not good landers either. <laughs> they'll come in and land. What if they hit an egg? It's going to start to roll. Well, it's just going to roll off into the sea, and that's the end of it, except our Lord made the myrrh eggs like pear-shaped. They come down to a point at one end, right. so if they get bumped, they're just going to go around in a circle. Right. And they're not, they're not <laughs> going to fall off the cliff, and the baby myrrh is going to hatch. There's another interesting thing about those myrrhs. When the baby myrrh begins to fledge, it's starting to get its feathers. The daddy myrrh goes down in the ocean, down, and that little baby might be 800 feet, 1,000 feet up. Mm. The daddy bird goes down and calls the baby bird. And the baby bird knows its father's voice out of all these birds, because mm. there might be a hundred or more down there at the same time calling, because they all hatch out at about the same time. And each one knows its father's voice, and we need to know our Heavenly Father's voice, by the way. We get that through the Bible. He tells us a lot of things there. The father's down there telling the baby bird, jump, come on down, come on. And he looks down, and he's, whoa, it's 800 feet down. I don't think I want to jump. <laughs> but he believes his father, he trusts his father, and then all of a sudden, he jumps. 
when uh, one of the wind catches him a little bit because he doesn't even have all his feathers yet, but he does have a bunch of feathers on his chest and downy-type feathers that's like a big cushion. And the way they go down, if the wind catches them, they're going to bump in with their chest against the rocks, and that's their cushion, so they don't mm. hurt themselves wow. when they go down. Oh, wow. And then while they're there in the water, they're going to grow their feathers, but now Daddy Bird loses his feathers. When the baby gets down there, all of a sudden Daddy Bird's feathers fall out. He molts. Well, why would that be? Well, he's going to take care of that baby bird for, oh, 35 to 45 days. Wow. While the baby bird's feathers are ready, he's going to teach how to fish and different things. But also, let's say he has a baby bird that's a spoiled brat. <laughs> and Daddy Bird decides, you know what? I've had it with this kid. I'm going back to Mama. He can't go back to Mama. He has to stay right there in the water till he gets his flight feathers back. Mm. So God even took care of that. Daddy's wow. going to stay right there with the baby wow. and teach him what to do. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your ministry and the video, Amazing Animals of Alaska. Thank you, Pastor Larry. And I'd encourage people, it's a good Christmas present in all three volumes. And it's like spiritual insurance for kids. They learn these animals. They know there's no way they can evolve. And when wow. the evolutionists start getting... Hey, wait, maybe we got the right idea. Uh-uh, I believe God had to do it. There's no way that animal could evolve. Needed all its parts. Yeah, so God says, you know, he won't share his glory. Evolution robs his glory. It steals his praise. So he said, nope, Isaiah 48, 11, I won't share my glory. So let's just believe we have a God who is our creator. He is our redeemer. He loves us, and he wants us to trust him with our eternal life, inviting Jesus to be our Savior. I pray that we'll all be doing that. Well, what an amazing DVD, Amazing Animals of Alaska, hosted by Dr. Joe Barton. In the Resource Center today, we're excited to offer all three volumes of the Amazing Animals of Alaska series from Dr. Joe Martin. Come join Dr. Martin and his friends on an exciting expedition to Alaska where you'll learn incredible facts about some of God's living creatures. The DVDs feature an appearance by Agi the polar bear and 10 other amazing creatures, plus a segment on the stunning Aurora Borealis. Dr. Martin is joined by guest speakers Buddy Davis, Dr. Jim Johnson, and Micah Bowman as they all share how incredibly created each of God's living treasures is. Order all three of the Amazing Animals DVDs and receive a special discount. Call today, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. What in the world is going on? Let's find out. Here's Dr. Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney with today's look at headlines from the end times. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto Jesus privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now, friends, our first story comes from the land down under, not Australia, but New Zealand, right off the coast of Australia. The Prime Minister of New Zealand is a woman named Jacinda Ardern. She was blasted for comparing online free speech to weapons of war in a recent speech to the U.N. that critics called authoritarian. 
At the United Nations General Assembly, Ardern announced a new initiative to, quote, help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are selected and organized by automated processes. Now, what that really means is that the government looks at keywords, and if anything is suspicious, they hack into your computer and try to figure out what you're talking about. So when she said, to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are selected and organized by automated processes, what she's saying is, we're watching you. She goes on to say, the work done in partnership with companies and nonprofits will be, quote, important in understanding more about misinformation and disinformation online, a challenge we must, as leaders, address. Pastor Larry, I think the words misinformation and disinformation are very subjective. Well, Marvin, I agree. And so does Prime Minister Ardern. This is what she says about that. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal, but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology, she asked. Ardern then suggested that online speech is a weapon often used by those with evil intent. She even says as much when she stated, but we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts, she said, but there is cause for optimism. Because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means, we just need the collective will. Boy, Pastor Larry, it sounds like when she says we need the collective will, it really means if everyone would just agree that we are right and believe what we tell them to believe, we wouldn't have to go to war. It's the same with all liberal progressives. Anything that does not match up to their way of thinking is dangerous and needs to be stopped. They don't even understand the irony of their self-righteous thinking. I guess free speech is not tolerated in New Zealand. I'm not a big fan of censorship. Well, Marvin, censorship must never be legitimized. Let's face it, it is the tool of tyrants and anathema to democracy. The only way to combat bad ideas is better ideas. The power to punish people for wrong think is the power to suppress free thought and eventually all freedom. Her comments are the height of intellectual laziness and hypocrisy. It's disgusting that somebody would be so bold as to say that publicly. Here's an interesting article from Boston. Researchers at Boston University say they have developed a new COVID strain that hasn't, now listen to this, an 80% kill rate following a series of experiments. The variant is a combination of Omicron and the original virus in Wuhan, which killed 80% of the mice infected with it, the university said. So, when mice were only exposed to Omicron, they experienced mild symptoms, but this thing is a deadly killer, and it was developed here in Boston. That's insane. Why would anyone want to fool around with that? What's the purpose? What if that virus got out? Well, 
They say that they extracted the spike protein from Omicron and attached it with the strain first detected at the onset of the pandemic that began in Wuhan, China. They then documented how the mice reacted to the hybrid strain. In mice, while Omicron causes mild, non-fatal infection, the Omicron S-carrying virus inflicts severe disease with a mortality rate of 80%. That's from their research paper. The new strain has five times more infectious virus particles than the Omicron variant, researchers said. It says here that Boston University scientists were condemned for playing with fire after it emerged that they had created a new lethal COVID strain in a laboratory. The revelation exposes how dangerous virus manipulation research continues to go on even in the United States, despite fear similar practices may have started the original pandemic. This is absolutely unbelievable. It's nonsense what's going on in our country. In fact, we've got Professor Shmuel Shapira, a leading scientist in the Israeli government, said, this should be totally forbidden. It is playing with fire. Gain-of-function research, when viruses are purposefully manipulated to be more infectious or deadly, is thought to be at the center of COVID's origin. A Chinese laboratory located just miles from the first cluster of cases carried out similar research on bat coronaviruses. The fierce debate about the origins of the COVID pandemic were reignited after two studies claimed to trace the outbreak back to a notorious animal slaughter market in Wuhan. One shows for the first time how the earliest human cases were clustered within a small radius around the seafood market in winter of 2019. A second study claims to have pinpointed the exact date the first animal-to-human infection occurred, November 18, 2019. After carrying out genetic analysis on hundreds of samples from the first human carriers, well, friends, we're moving in the wrong direction. We are in a free fall and picking up speed. There is one party in America, it starts with a D, which could also mean dangerous, that it is, that has a number of professing Christians who support it. Now listen, if you can be part of a party that supports unrestricted abortion, mutilating children, and hating America's godly heritage, you are a Christian in name only. Guess where you will go when you depart? God's final words for you will be, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Well, as the old-timey preacher said, turn or burn, get right or get left. Amazing Animals of Alaska collection are available right now. This three DVD set features Arctic ground squirrel, moose, red fox, sea otter, wolf, polar bear, the aurora borealis, and much, much more. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, SWRC. And make sure you order all three of the Amazing Animals DVDs to receive a special discount. Call 1-800-652-1144 or order online swrc.com. Tomorrow, Billy Crone will begin a new series looking at the dangerous world of witchcraft. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station, 
by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Thank you.